0: Welcome to the first of three podcast interviews with the faculty of the educational initiative entitled, Overview of Optimizing Oral Antiplatelet Therapy in Acute Coronary Syndrome. These podcasts were produced by ASHP Advantage and supported by an educational grant from AstraZeneca. The content for this podcast was adapted from an interview with Toby Trujillo recorded in December 2010 during the 45th ASHP Midyear Clinical Meeting and Exhibition. Dr. Trujillo is Associate Professor of Clinical Pharmacy at the University of Colorado Denver School of Pharmacy in Aurora, Colorado. He also serves as Clinical Specialist in Cardiovascular Pharmacotherapy and Anticoagulation at University of Colorado Hospital. Dr. Trujillo, thank you for joining us today to discuss issues related to current options for managing antiplatelet therapy in patients with acute coronary syndrome. My pleasure. As we know, aspirin has been used in the treatment of acute coronary syndrome for quite some time. Is there any new information regarding aspirin in the treatment of ACS?
1: That's a good question. Uh, We've been using aspirin for several decades now in the treatment of acute coronary syndrome, and it has a well-established role in, obviously, improving prognosis for those patients. One of the questions that's always surrounded aspirin, though, is uh, which dose would be the most appropriate one to use. And we certainly know, especially for chronic therapy, for chronic secondary prevention, much of the data really supports the idea that there is no benefit in increasing the dose of aspirin above a low dose of 81 milligrams a day or a baby aspirin dose. And then recently, there was a trial published called the Current OASIS-7 Trial, which not only tested higher doses of clopidogrel in patients presenting with acute coronary syndromes, but also randomized patients to a a lower dose or higher dose of aspirin, again, in patients presenting with acute coronary syndrome uh, undergoing percutaneous coronary intervention, or PCI. So those two doses that were compared for aspirin were a higher dose of 300 to 325 milligrams a day for the first 30 days, or actually a lower dose initially of uh, 75 to 100 milligrams a day of aspirin, including those patients who underwent PCI and got a stent. And essentially what the results of that trial showed that there was actually no difference in outcomes, ischemic outcomes, death MI, with between the lower dose and the higher doses of aspirin. So typically in the United States, uh, especially if a patient receives a stent, there is a period of time where the patient will receive a higher daily dose of aspirin of 325 milligrams a day. But this trial would suggest that perhaps we don't need to use those higher doses even in the, in the initial period after PCI and a stent, and that perhaps lower doses would be appropriate from the get-go.
0: Another question. Dual antiplatelet therapy with aspirin and clopidogrel has had a substantial impact on the prognosis of patients with ACS. Despite this benefit, what are some limitations of this combination?
1: Clopidogrel really has been a cornerstone of therapy for ACS patients in addition to aspirin for the last decade. So dual antiplatelet therapy has been tested in a wide variety of patient populations with acute coronary syndromes including STEMI patients, non-ST-segment ACS. And again, there is a a substantial benefit associated with it. But there are uh, some limitations. The first is there is a cost associated with the increased benefit, uh, and and that cost is increased bleeding. So uh, as you might suspect, you're adding more antithrombotic therapy on board. There will be an increased level of bleeding. However, if there was a potential to identify a mechanism whereby we could increase antiplatelet effect without increased bleeding, that would be obviously optimal. Other uh, limitations would include a variable response that's associated with clopidogrel, which is now well-documented in the literature, either due to genetic profile of the the patient receiving the drug, uh, potentially drug interactions, but there is not a consistent dose response with clopidogrel from patient to patient, which limits its efficacy or utility in all patients with ACS. Other limitations would be its irreversible nature in terms of its mechanism of action, Clopidogrel irreversibly inhibits the platelet for the lifespan of the platelet through the ADP receptor. So therefore, in situations where we might need to take a patient urgently to, say, a surgical procedure, uh, this creates an issue of the potential for increased bleeding, whereas a uh, antiplatelet agent that had a shorter half-life was a reversible inhibitor might be more advantageous in that particular setting.
0: And finally, how does
1: prasugrel
0: address some of the limitations of clopidogrel that you've mentioned?
1: Prozogrel is a newer ADP or P2Y12 platelet antagonist. It gets around some of these limitations that clopidogrel has. The first and foremost is that it eliminates the variable response that you normally see with clopidogrel. has a much more consistent uh, antiplatelet response uh, and actually a more potent antiplatelet response in patients who are receiving clopidogrel. So we know that from small studies that have taken patients who... who um, have variable response to clopidogrel, and then cross them over to prasugrel. And what we see not only is a, a uniform, consistent antiplatelet response, but tend in generally higher antiplatelet response with with prosagrel. Some of the limitations that prasugrel does not get over, though, is the irreversible nature of the antiplatelet effect. So it also irreversibly inhibits uh... the platelet so you have the same issues with bleeding say if you need to take a patient to a surgical procedure urgently within the first few days after initiating therapy one of the other limitations that i failed to mention with aspirin and clopidogrel is residual clinical events uh... and one of the things that prasugrel has been shown to do is have a higher level of efficacy at preventing ischemic events in the acute coronary syndrome period and that's based on the triton timi 38 study which showed prozogrel was more effective at reducing the incidence of death, MI, and stroke in the acute period for ACS, and actually out to 14 and a half months.
0: Thank you, Dr. Trujillo. This concludes this podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Dr. Trujillo about optimizing oral antiplatelet therapy in ACS, a web-based continuing pharmacy education activity based on the mid-year symposium will be available in March 2011. To access this activity and other educational opportunities on this topic, visit the web portal at www.ashpadvantage.com optimize.